This is the Venturing Angler Podcast. Today we're at Crosby's at Pyramid Lake chatting with Doug Willett of Pyramid Lake Guide Service about this incredible fly fishing destination. Let's chat with Doug. So we're here today with Doug Willett of Pyramid Lake Guide Service in Nevada. Doug, uh, it's great to have you. Tell us about Pyramid Lake. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, Pyramid Lake is um, the remnants of the Great Lahontan Sea that encompassed over half the state of Nevada at one time. Uh, Pyramid Lake is about uh, 29 miles long and about 9 miles wide. The deepest part of the lake is 330 feet. It's a high alkali lake. And... Uh, the fishery uh, has gone up and down over the years. Uh, there's two strains of the hot and cutthroat trout in the lake now. There's the Pilot Peak strain, which was in- reintroduced in 2006. That was the original Hoopa guy from way back before they were fished out. Uh, and there's also a Pyramid strain. The Pyramid strain is from Summit Lake and Independence Lake, 70% Summit and 10% from Independence. Originally, the lake held two strains, the Hoopa Guy and the Tomo Guy. And the Hoopa Guy was the big 60-pound fish. The world record is 41 pounds. Before they recorded them, they got up to 60 pounds, though. And uh, they spawned for about two months in the Truckee River, and then they went back to the lake. They were the lake-dwelling variety. The other strain, the Tomo Guy, got up to about 10 pounds, and they stayed in the Truckee River for about eight months and went all the way up to Tahoe and spawned. Pyramid Lake is uh, the basin for the Tahoe Pyramid watershed. The water originates at Lake Tahoe. It goes 106 miles on the Truckee River uh, and empties into Pyramid Lake. There's no outlet to Pyramid, and the only loss of water would be from evaporation. Great. And so where approximately is Pyramid Lake located? Pyramid Lake is uh, approximately 33 miles northeast of Reno Sparks on Highway 445. Good. And so Reno is, uh, puts you within close proximity to Pyramid Lake, and then uh, Reno's not too far from the California border? No. Uh, Reno is only about uh, 25 miles from uh, Truckee. Uh, which is California, and the California border uh, is maybe about 19, 20 miles from Reno. Great. So Pyramid Lake is often accessed by San Francisco Bay Area anglers who just want to travel a short distance for some world-class fly fishing. Yeah. Uh, Most of the uh, fishermen from out of state would come from Northern California, uh, from Redding, from Sacramento, from the Bay Area, and uh, some from uh, Los Angeles area also. So we're chatting here at Crosby's Lodge uh, here at Pyramid Lake, and the first thing anyone, would, I think, would notice when they walk into the lodge is trout all over the walls in mounts that are so big it's almost unbelievable that they would all come from this fishery. Um, let's hear more about these trout at, that you can find at Pyramid Lake. Well, right now, Pyramid has two strains of cutthroat trout. Uh, they have... Uh, a reintroduced uh, native species 
which was again called the hoopagai, and they uh, are the big lake dwelling uh, animal. They were found in 1978 uh, at Morrison Creek, uh, at Pilot Peak, and Pilot Peak is on the border of Nevada and Utah by the town of Montello, Nevada. Uh, those fish were reintroduced in 2006 after they were found in 1978. They did DNA studies. Uh, Dr. Mary Peacock at the University of Nevada, Reno, did studies and they matched the DNA with museum mounts from uh, the late 1800s to 1911. Uh, they were a match. They first put the fish in here when they were about uh, 16 to 19 inches and they grew very rapidly. The original Pilot Peak fish were found in the creek at Morrison Creek. Uh, Morrison was three CFS and the fish were about six and a quarter inches long. From there they went to the hatchery in, in Gardnerville where they grew to 16 to 19 inches and the grandchildren's grandkids from the originals grew up to over 20 pounds now. So a bigger aquarium, a bigger biomass, uh, they feed primarily on tui chubs and the alkali water is a great combination uh, for the trout. So now what we're getting is a lot of fish from the 10 to 20 pound range, the Pilot Peak strain. Uh, they grow big, they're very uh, pacififerous, meaning they like to eat other fish themselves, their own kind, and a lot of tui chubs, Sacramento perch fry, uh, the kiwi fr uh, fry, uh, and the kiwi is a native species also and is protected uh, at Pyramid Lake, so anytime someone gets a kiwi, that needs to be returned uh, unharmed to the water immediately. Great, and uh, these fish uh, are notoriously big. How, how big have you seen some of these trout? Uh, Legitimately, we've had them right around 25 pounds that have been weighed in officially. Uh, of course, anglers are going to say, oh yeah, I caught a, a bigger fish, a 32-pounder, but I didn't weigh it. But um, uh, in reality, about 25 pounds is the biggest recorded. Um, we do get fish over 20 pounds, though, uh, every season. Last year we got a, a few. This year we've, got, we've released three already. Uh, usually a fish around 20 pounds and over is going to be almost three feet long. Uh, we got a 35 inch fish last year that weighed 21 pounds. Uh, they start getting heavy once they get uh, to the 30 inch mark. Uh, the pyramid strain, which again is a combination of Summit Lake, Nevada and Independence Lake, they're not as heavy. So a 30 inch fish of the pyramid strain would be about 10 pounds, where a Pilot Peak fish, which is a lot heavier, uh, they'll go about 12 and sometimes even more uh, at 30 inches. That's incredible. And so this is a unique area um, to the country, but also Nevada. Um, the Pyramid Lake is managed by uh, a native tribe. Yes, um, Pyramid Lake is on the uh, Pyramid Lake Paiute tribal land. Uh, the land was given back to the tribe March 23rd, uh, 1874. It was their land that was taken away and, and again they got it back. They're doing a great job managing the property. Uh, if they did not own it, it would be high rises and fences and it would probably be in a worse uh, natural state. They like to keep everything uh, 
in a, in a circle of nature. Uh, the Paiute uh, tribe, the Pyramid Lake Paiute tribe, they're a very uh, proud nation and a very spiritual tribe. Uh, the landmarks here, like the Stone Mother, the Needles, they're all sacred, and uh, most of them are off-limits to non-tribal members. Uh, just know that when you're here as a sovereign nation and you are to abide by their rules and regulations, uh, and they're very peaceful people. Great. And so when planning a trip here, what are some of the considerations one would make, especially considering gear, flies, and... and those types of things. Yeah, uh, gear for an angler, uh, you want to have warm waders for most part of the year. Uh, in the wintertime, we like to use uh, five mil neoprene, uh, the boot foot type, uh, you know, the old duck hunting type waders. You don't need to walk a lot here, but you want to stay warm and comfortable. Um, early in the season and then again in the spring, when it's a little bit warmer, you can go to the uh, stocking foot style wader. Uh, if you do use stocking foot waders in the wintertime, uh, as you know, Tim, it gets cold, so you need to dress in layers. So make sure you have a couple of layers underneath your waders uh, if you use the uh, breathable style. Um, again, you'll see a lot of the locals use the, uh, the, the old neoprene uh, uh, 5 mil. Now, for uh, rods, we like to use um, seven, eight, nine weights, mostly eight, nine weights. Seven's kind of light. Uh, before the Pilot Peak fish were introduced in 2006, uh, a 10 pound fish would be the, the benchmark. Now it's uh, 15, 20 pounds. So uh, instead of using six and seven weight rods like we used to, we like to use eight weight rods with uh, 15, pound test, usually if we use a two-fly system, 15 to the first fly and 12 to the second fly, but a minimum usually of 12-pound straight fluorocarbon is what we like to use. Uh, try to limit the knots that you use in your leaders and connections. Uh, as far as flies go, uh, popcorn beetle, a white beetle with chartreuse body is one of the number one producers when you're retrieving. Uh, and also, with, along with the popcorn beetle, a combination of, of say, a midnight cowboy. Uh, Tim, that nice fish you caught today was on the midnight cowboy with a little burgundy tag. Uh, very basic flies, uh, but know that these fish key on the tui chubs. So early in the season uh, and all through the season, the tui chub pattern is very effective. Uh, a Stanley streamer, for instance, that's a pattern from Umqua. Uh, the Clouser uh, uh, minnows are all also good. White and chartreuse, white and tan, white and gray are good color combinations. Uh, black is always a good color here. So uh, usually, rule of thumb, if it's a brighter sky, white and chartreuse. If you get uh, overcast and darker skies, the darker flies sometimes are a little bit better choice. Uh, but you never know here, if you have a favorite fly that you like, that you have confidence in, then use it. Uh, retrieves are very important and they will vary depending on the wave action and the energy of the current. So uh, you could theoretically have three or four different rod positions uh, throughout the course of a day. The winds change. You would like to ideally have the wind blowing in your face and fish the lee shore, the wind blowing shore, as opposed to the shore where the wind's coming over your back. Uh, it usually is better with the wind blowing right at you.
So I think for anybody who hasn't been here before, one of the most noticeable things other than the natural beauty is the fact that fly fishermen are standing on ladders. Tell me about these ladders. Well, the ladder uh, thing started years ago. Uh, it started out with milk crates, and uh, the milk crates uh, w were banned after two seasons because they would stick in the sand and couldn't get them out. So uh, they outlawed those. Uh, the reason that uh, we used the milk crates and we use ladders now uh, was back then the water levels were really high so it was hard to get out to the ledge. Uh, it was deep and once you got there the ladders were good to climb up on to get up out of the water for casting and for comfort. Uh, they're also good for when the waves are real big it'll keep you up out of the water. However, uh, now the water levels are lower so that same ledge you can get out to and it's only thigh deep, knee to waist deep and ladders aren't really necessary unless you want to sit or stand on a ladder all day. Um, some people like those. I feel they're uncomfortable. Uh, and I like to move my feet when I fish. Uh, kind of like throwing a baseball or shooting a basketball. You know, you want to use your feet sometimes when you're setting the hook and you want to get your line position and your line control. Because line control is a key factor out here with the currents. Um, the ladders are, are good to have uh, when the beaches are crowded with people. They can mark your place on the beach so you don't lose it when you go up to have lunch. Uh, they, they can be comfortable. The style with the chairs and the backrest are much more comfortable. Uh, the straight ladders, like a painter's ladder, uh, they're usually very uncomfortable, and I kind of refer the, to those as the backbreakers. Uh, so. Uh, you don't really need a ladder. One of the mistakes or one of the things people do, not really a mistake, but first thing they do is go to the hardware store. They, they think they have to have a ladder at Pyramid. That's totally untrue. Um, myself, personally, I don't fish on ladders. Uh, and Tim, when you were out there today, we didn't. Uh, you were comfortable. You had good line control. You caught a really nice fish. Uh, again, it's a personal preference, but you don't have to follow the leader. But just know when the beaches get crowded, you might need one just to mark your place. That's right. And actually, I didn't tell you this, but I almost picked up a ladder on the way here. I got here a little bit early and almost went to Home Depot and picked up a ladder, but actually would have preferred not to have one myself. Um, and finally, tell us about Pyramid Lake Guide Service. Well, Pyramid Lake Guide Service uh, is owned by myself. Uh, we uh, provide full service guiding. Uh, we do uh, full day trips, uh, their fly fishing trips, wading uh, specifically. Uh, we provide all the equipment. Uh, we do have uh, very nice chairs. Uh, they're like a ladder, except for there's a chair that have that has a very comfortable backrest. So we provide that. We provide all flies and leaders for the for the trips. Uh, we would rather our customers, you know, use our flies that we know work. Uh, however, if we have someone that has a favorite pattern that they like, we uh, definitely uh, uh, would like them to do that also. Uh, what we do, we also have clinics, and the clinics are uh, very popular. Uh, we can handle fly fishing clubs, special groups, things of that nature, uh, fly shops that want to have a clinic. Uh, we like to have about anywhere from 6 to about 12 or 14. Sometimes uh, we'll have two guides working a clinic. If we get over six anglers, for instance, we'll have two guides. Uh, 
Uh, sometimes we'll have barbecues and stuff like that along with it. Uh, but in the in the clinics, we go over again the different retrieves. Uh, we have six different retrieves that have names and purposes, and that has to do with the rod position, the cadence of the retrieve. Uh, uh, the angle of the cast, uh, for instance, a lot of times the pyramid fish, they like more like a steelhead. They like their flies uh, presented across their face uh, as, a, as opposed to, uh, say, coronamid fishing in still water. You want to cast upwind and bring it down naturally. These fish kind of like it broadside. So we work on a lot of those different uh, retrieves, hand techniques, casting. We go over leaders, flies, uh, and just about anything that uh, someone needs to know about Pyramid Lake. We'll talk about the different beaches and the access, uh, and they're a very valuable uh, 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 tool for your knowledge of Pyramid Lake. Um, it's very educational, and it's they're designed to teach. Uh, a guide trip would be going out to try to just catch an animal any way you can, but in the clinics we teach people so when they come back again that they can fish it on their own with, with confidence. Terrific. Well, Doug, I appreciate the conversation and to check out more um, from Doug, go to PyramidLakeGuideService.com. Doug, I appreciate the conversation. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Tim, and uh, I hope uh, hope we get some guys out here in the lake. It's a great opportunity, and don't be the guy that wishes they would have been here, and it's too late. Come and fish it now because it's happening, and this spring of 2016 should be very, very good. It's an amazing place. Come check it out. <laughs>